Today's daf is daf Lamed Tes. We're holding at the bottom of Lamed Ches Amud Beis. In Boilu, Bnei Yeshiva had the following shaila. Now we discussed yesterday that when the Kahanim do the Birchas Kahanim, they face the people. No one is allowed to stand behind them. Is you're not considered Bichlal Lebracha if you're standing behind the Kahanim. So you have to stand in front of the Kahanim. With the Gemara, this is the way Rashi learns this. What if you are standing diagonal? Meaning, you're to the sides. You're in front. You're not behind them. You're to the front. But you're not mamish in front, but you're to the sides. Which, the Chorah would be, if you have a wide shul with a lot of people, and you only have a few Kohanim, there are going to be people, not everyone is going to be able to fit right in front of the Kohanim. But you're not in front of them. You're to the sides. What is the, the halacha? That's the, are you still considered in front? Someone says as follows: What is the din if you're to the sides? Now the Gemara brings. I'm going to say it outside. The Gemara brings a very interesting uh, analogy to to bring the raya. We know that the pasuk tells us that when a, uh, a, a the kohen is sprinkling the mechatas to purify either a person or to purify the kalim, it says vehiza hatar al hatome. So why does it have to say Vihiza? The, the tar has sprinkles on the tame. Obviously, he's sprinkling on the tame. So what do you have to say? Vihiza tar So it means it has to be done bekavana. You have to have intent. If accidentally something sprays, that's not considered intent. So what's considered intent? So the Mishnah there says like this follows: that let's say you have kalim that are behind you that are tame and in front of you. Now you lift the 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 you lift this, the, uh, the the your hand. To sprinkle the kalim in front, but in the upward motion, some of the uh, uh, liquid sprinkled on the back. He says that doesn't count because it's not considered to be your intent if it's behind you. And the same thing is, let's say you want to do it over your shoulder, you want to sprinkle behind you, and in the upward motion, you sprinkle that which is in front of you, but you are intending that was behind you, not what was in front of you, that's also not considered to be hazor. However, what if you intend to sprinkle in front of you and there's kalim to the side? And the same motion to sprinkle a kalim in front also sprinkles on the kalim to the side. You are considered to have fulfilled the, the right process and those kalim become tar. Because even though it's to the side, but if it's facing you, to the side, it's considered within your purview. Which Mamela, we can now bring a raya for Berchas Kahanim that even to the sides is considered to be like it's in front of the Kahan. That's the raya the, 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 the Mishnah wants to, the Gemara wants to bring for the Mishnah. Let's see it inside Toshim, the Snan, we learned the Mishnah, is Kavan, Hazar's the fun of, is he intended to sprinkle in front? But he's Lachrav, and he inadvertently sprinkled behind him. Lachrav, he intended to sprinkle behind him. Vehizel, the fun of, and he sprinkled in front of him. Hazar Azabsullah, that is a disqualification. Qualified hazah lefanav if he intended to sprinkle in front vehizal at stadim and it also went to the sides shebefanav that means it's to the sides but in front not to the sides behind him the sides in front then hazah also ksherat it is considered and therefore that is a raya to what we are discussing here they're, in the, they're even though they're not mamish in front of the car to the sides but it's considered like it's in front amar rava bar this is a huge halacha that is a big problem today in all the shuls. But once the Baal Kaira opens up the Sefer, you are forbidden 
to speak. Now, we're talking and learning. You're not allowed to talk even in learning. As the Pazak says, that by Ezra, by the first Rosh Hashanah, when they came back, from uh, Bavel, it says that Yiftach uh, Ezra Sefer Kolam, and it says Amdu Kolam. Now the symbol of Amdu means they stood. However, we're going to see it doesn't mean they stood over here. Amdu means they 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 stopped, meaning they stopped and paid attention, and they 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 they, they did not speak. That's what it means over here. It doesn't mean you don't have to actually stand. Okay, we'll talk about it. It means they stopped talking. Shanema, as the Pazik says, Vochalti ki lo yedav, this is a Pazik, also, this is an eo, Vochalti, and I waited, ki lo yedaber, because they were not speaking, ki amdu lo anu oid, because they kept quiet, they stopped, and they did not speak up anymore. So you see the word amdu means not speaking. So that, that, that's the, 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 the Shulchan Aruch brings down over here, is that you don't have to stand for Kriya Torah. The right translation of amdu in the Pasuk by Ezra is not that they stood, mm-hmm. but they kept quiet. They, they stopped talking. That's more important than standing is making sure you stop talking. Right. Rav Zeira, Rav another proof that the word Amida over here refers, can be translated as stopping to speak. It says, that the, that the focus, the ears of the entire people were focused on the Sefer Torah. It means that's what it means. The positive over here means that they, they, that they paid attention. There was a focus. Uh, on 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 the on, on the on the laning. Now there's a huge there's a, there's there's an, at least three. But there are two. I'll mention two out of the. What does it mean when the sefer is open? You have to stop talking. So one opinion is Talmidei Rabbeinu Yona means from the beginning when they open up the sefer Torah through all the aliyahs until. In, in fact, some say that's why it's called the Mafter. Mafter it ends the time of silence. That's a, the, 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 the Haftorah, but the Haftorah means that from after that, when the Haftorah, you can start speaking again. But he learns that it's referring to from the time of the opening of the Sefer, all the way means all the way to the end. Others say what it means over here is, is that when the Balkorah starts laning, mm-hmm. right? And therefore, as long as he's laning, you have to be quiet. But Ben Gavra Le Gavra, Right. According to Rabbeinu Yonah, it makes no difference between Gavra and Gavra. And it's from the beginning, the beginning, first Aliyah all the way to the seventh Aliyah, you have to be quiet. Some learn it means while the Sefer is open, when the Balkorah is laning. But what's that? So because if Mishabarov doesn't fit according to Rabbeinu Yonah's shot, right? But anyway, but it means as far, so therefore, but, but between Ben Gavra and Gavra, then it might be there's a heter. Uh, for certain things, the Mishnah Burim means I can't speak about Divrei Chol, but maybe that's when you can squeeze in Divrei Taira, maybe, you know, according to that shot. But it means while it's open, as opposed to between Aliyahs, as opposed to the first shot of Yonah, is that from the beginning, when they open, all the way until the Kriya Satora is completed. Mm-hmm. Now let's keep going. You have not done until you die, you cannot wash your hands. Now Rashi learns that it means that you have to do a special natila before you go up and duchen. The Rambam seems to learn is that you can rely on the natila yadayim of the morning as long as you're careful that you did not touch anything that you shouldn't touch, you don't have to go and do another specific washing. That's how the Rama, the Rashi doesn't learn that way. Rashi says, before the Dukhan, you go and wash your hands. You have to raise your hands in sanctity. 
You have to make sure your hands are being sanctified, and only then, Baruch Hashem, and then you bless Hashem. Okay. Shalu Talmid of Zerbalazah Megillah. What allowed you to have longevity? He lived to a, a ripe old age. What gave what, in what merits? So Amar Lahem, Miyamai Loasisi, Basicapandria, I never used a uh, uh, the shul as a shortcut, meaning even when there's heterim, there are some heterim that if you uh, you go through one entrance, and you have to tell your friend something. You you, you go you you you, you, you uh, there's certain heterim how you go and when you are allowed to. What's that? From right another door. There's a, but he never he never used the shul as a shortcut. Well, I never stood over the nation, the holy nation. He was. A, a, a the Rosh Hashiva, he stood, sat in the Mizrach, so he would make sure to get there early because the Talmudim used to sit on the floor and he would have to step over them if he didn't get there early. So he made sure not to have to step over the Talmudim or if he came later, he would stay in the back. He refused to step over the Talmudim to get to his seat. He says, I never raised my hands. He was a kayan to duchen without making a brocha. Now, this is not such a pasha chat. What is it? So, pasha, what do you mean? Right? Everyone, all the kahanim, they always make a brocha. So, it seems the Rishonim speak out is that nowadays the minag is that everybody makes a brocha. But that brocha wasn't, a, wasn't necessarily in vogue. You didn't have to make that brocha. Now, why not? It's a brocha, a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to be uh, the mitzvah to do berachas kahanim. I shake each other's one another. We're going to see them on ba'ahava that bracha. So therefore, he says, I always made it. So it seems to be that wasn't so common. Now, lechora, why wouldn't it have been so common? So I saw one of the mafurishim say pshat is like this. One of the mafurishim say is because it's true that on every mitzvah you make a bracha, but here the mitzvah itself is a bracha. So really, you're just making a bracha on a bracha. Because Birchaz Kahanim itself is a bracha. So therefore, it wasn't a requirement. It wasn't like other things we do, certain activities, you do certain, that you're making the bracha on the requirement to do certain activities. Here are the actual, it's a bracha. So they, they didn't make it as insist that you had to make a bracha on something that itself was a bracha. Nowadays, it's become the minute that everybody does. But he insisted anyway that he always made the bracha. That would seem to be the... Is it uh, possible that one coin made the bracha what? and the rest recent? Then what, he would make sure that he's the one that made it? Maybe, maybe, could be. Now, says more like this, my mevorach, what actually was the bracha of Birchas Kahanim? You sanctified us with the holiness of from the from the kunis Aaron. But Zivano and you instructed us the Varachas Am Yisrael be Ahava to bless the nation of Asher, the nation of Israel, with love. No. So when, now, it's interesting over here, it seems to be as Rashi and the other is shown him. We learned before Akar Kare means when they when they start with say what has to happen. The so kind of have to uproot their feet, right? So, with, so therefore, simple reading would mean that as they are uprooting the feet and getting to the duchen, what would the kahanim say? Rashi doesn't learn that way. Rashi learns that and they uprooted their feet and got to the duchen. Rashi learns this is what they would say when they were standing to themselves on the duchen, not on the way to the duchen. That's how Rashi seems to before, learn this. Before the bracha or after? Before. We're talking about before the bracha. Alright? So this is before they make the bracha. What did they say? Amar, they would, my Amar, Yehiratzom even nefanecha Hashem avakeinu, shetei bracha zu, shetei visanu levarech as amcha Yisrael, 
right? That this bracha that we're about to make to bless, that you instruct us to bless the Jewish people, that the blessing, sometimes when people receive blessing, it's not always, a, you know, you know, the first thing is money. Too much money can only, you know, that whatever we bless them with should always be for the good. It shouldn't end up being for them a mikshal. They should not be for them a stumbling block for oven or cause them rachman al to do any sins. Right. That's, that's the, so, so I'm, Hashem, I'm about to bless them. Let the blessing only be used for good and not for anything bad. Now, this is when they already finished doing the Birchas Kohanim and they turn around and face the Aron. Right? They're turning away from the. So, therefore, my Amar. So, what did they say? So, Adbere Rav Chista, the Rav Ukva. So, Rav Chista instructed Rav Ukva. He directed him. Adbere means He led him. He directed him to, to say over the following. With Darash, Ribbona Shalom. Hashem, we did what you instructed us to do. Now it's your turn to do with us what you have promised us that you will do as well, right? So the Agapozik says that you bless them and through your blessing I will bless I will bless. I'll bless you. So therefore, so now it's your turn to bless, uh, like we have blessed. All right. Now, uh, and 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 the brothers ask, That's uh, that that's uh, that's uh, part of the blessing. I, I will gaze down from the holy abode in the heavens. Uh, right. Uvarech as Amcho as Israel. Not only us. Bless the nation of Israel. That is the aftacha that you have made. We would like to see that put into action. Okay. Now, they should not start curling. Their fingers are outstretched. They should not make their hands into a fist until they uh, turn face the other way. Right, so it's interesting. It's meaning, meaning you don't bring your hand. I guess it means like starting to bring your hands down. They keep their hands up, right, and turn around, and then they bring their hands down. Okay. The kayanim comes after what? It comes after the amen that is said by. Uh, when, when, when you say if it's the chazan we discussed yesterday or it's somebody else they should first wait for the last person to say Amen you shouldn't call out before the Amen of the bracha of okay and the Kohanim aren't allowed to start the bracha before the Kohanim, when the person calling out Kohanim is finished calling out. So you have to wait and say Kohanim, and then you start the bracha. Don't start in the middle. Also, either it's three Amens, because on each pasuk, right, you should not answer the Amen until you make sure that the the, the, the the bracha has been completed, all right? 
And the next bracha, like there's three brachas, right? They first the Amen and only Ya'er. Now, the truth is, we do it a little different because we do it that the Chazan is the one who starts the next bracha after the Amen, right? That's not how the Gemara seems to say that the Kahanim doesn't mention the Chazan over here. The Kahanim are the ones that after you hear the Amen, they begin the next bracha. Alright? Now this is referring to that they're not supposed to turn around. Again, they finished their bracha, but they're not supposed to turn until the Kayin until, until, until the, the Chazan the Chazan starts Sim Sholem. Then they can turn. And they're not allowed to leave the Duchen to uproot their uh, means only after Sim Shalom and only then are they allowed to step down off the Duchen. That also the this is referring to now the same idea, but by, by, by Chris Atayra. So Chris Atayra, the person in the times of the Gemara, the person that was called up was also the person that did the Kriya, the laning. So therefore, when he says the bracha, right, they should first wait for the bracha to be complete. People, some people, you have some people that like, like, uh, jump the gun. Amen, but he's not finished the bracha yet. Wait for him to bring, finish the bracha, and then only answer Amen. And so to the Balkaira. The Balkaira shouldn't jump to start the Kriya. Nowadays, the Balkaira is the one who says Amen himself, because not the one who got the thing. But you have to wait for the Amen of the Tzibur to be finished before you start the Kriya Satayra. Now, in the times of the Gemara, they also had a Targum that after the Pasuk, they would translate it into Aramaic, either after one or two Psukim. So also, the Targum shouldn't start translating until what? Until the Barakaira has finished the Pasuk completely, or the Psukim. Until the Balkaira is finished completely. The, all, the, all of these are the reason is because it's, you can't focus on two things, two, two at the same time. So you have to complete one before you do the other. Last. That the Balkaira should not start the new Pasuk before the Matargam has completed his Targum. Okay. Amr of Tanakh Amar Bishu Ben Levi. Hamaftir B'toy B'novi Tzarech Yikra B'toyra Tchila. We had this in Masechus Megillah. Is that the, that the Takana to do the Haftorah, they were concerned that if a person gets called up just to do Haftorah, which is Novi, Right, it equates that to a regular aliyah, and one is navi, one is chamisha chamshatayr. We don't want to equate it. So what they did was the, the person reading the haftarah also does maftir. This way, his brachas on the maftir are not equating the navi to the uh, right. All right. So this is a very interesting halacha. We know that when you do hagbaglilo, you don't start the haftarah until what? 
Until the Torah is covered. Until the Torah is covered. Until you finish out there. Why? Why is that? We cover it. Why? Why do we cover it? So it's a, it's a Rashi brings down. The reason is because we don't want to create... Halavai uh, <laughs> should be this case. But the guy who's doing the Hagwa and Glilo, if you start the Haftorah before they finish, you're going to cause them a lot of tsar. They're going to be confounded because they're trying to finish the Hagwa Glilo. They want to follow along with the Haftorah. So you have to wait, right? So actually what you really should do is bring a Chumash to the person who's doing the Glilo so that he can follow along. But because you're waiting so that he shouldn't become uh, Torud and become, uh, uh, become pressured because he wants to hear the Haftorah and, and you started before they finished the Hagba Glilo. That's the reason that, that Rasha brings down the reason is over here. So let's see inside. So, so Amar Tanchum. Amr Bishubin Levi, I'm after Benovi Tarik Shaya uh no we did that one already. Amr Tan Amr Bishubin Levi, Aina Mafti Rashila Haftir Benovi Achi Galo Sefer Torah. That you're not allowed to the one who's doing the Haftorah should not start until you completed doing the Glilo. Now, I'm just, I'll go over this again, but let me just tell you what, what, what this is. Fascinating halacha uh, over here. We'll look at it, you'll see the Rashi in a moment. But Raji says that the, in those days, the, uh, the shuls were outside of the city. Yeah. The shuls outside the city. And therefore, they were afraid to leave Sifre Torah in the shul because it might get stolen. So therefore, any time there was Kriya Torah, they would have to bring the Sefer from wherever they kept it to the shul. It's very interesting because we have a question for us. Moving into a house in the morning, how many times? But it seems to be that that did not seem to be a problem because it was for the sake of the Torah not getting stolen. So therefore, so what they would have to do is now, so when, when shul was over, they would have to take out the shul. Now what would happen, Raj explains, is the Gabai would come and they had certain uh, wrappings or certain like, like the mantle and the covering of the bimo, they would put down put down the Sefer Torah, okay? When they, would, and when they would leave, they would have to pick up the Sefer Torah. Now, these coverings went with the Sefer Torah, usually. So now, if they would pick up the Sefer Torah, people weren't, we're going to see in a moment, people wouldn't leave the shul until the Sefer Torah was taken out. So now, if you pick it up, and now you start wrapping and covering to get the wrappings as well, it's an extra tircha de tzibur. Because not only do they need to wait now for the Sefer Torah, but they also have to wait for the covering of the, uh, 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 on, on the bimah to be covered up. So therefore, the halacha is like this, is you first take the Sefer Torah, leave with the Sefer Torah, let people leave, and then the Gabai should come back after everybody already left, and wrap up and cover up the uh, and, and take away the covering. That's what the, uh, of, of the bima. That's what it's what it's about to teach us. So let's see it inside. Uh, uh, so ain shliach tzibur. I guess it was the the shliach tzibur, the chazan who did it, not the gaba. Rishai lahavshit asateva. He was not allowed to remove the covering from the bima. Right, yateva means bima. Sometimes it means aron kodesh, but tzibur uh, in, in in public. Bipnei kavrat tzibur. Kavrat tzibur means because they can't leave until the Sefer Torah is left. And if you're waiting to do this before the Sefer Torah is taken out, you're going to create a problem. V'amra b'tanchum amra yishuv and levi. Enat tzibur rishayin lot says 
Ad sheyenatel sefer Torah. Now Rashi's girsen, that's just a little olive. They take out the next two words. Venechem kaima. Venechem kaima is is a different, a difficult girsen. Yes, so we take out those two words. Venechem kaima. But it means you're not allowed to leave until the sefer Torah has been picked up. It means you first have to wait for the sefer Torah to pick up, and then you can leave, right? And now on that, the Gemara has a kasha. Shmuel Amar Ashayetze. It's not enough just to pick up the Sefer Torah. You have to wait for what? The Sefer Torah to be taken out, right? They're not arguing. The question is, does the shul have two entrances or two exits? Meaning, if the shul has only one exit, you're not allowed to exit until what? Until the Sefer Torah exits, because you have to walk behind the Sefer. You're not allowed to walk in front of it. But uh, the first Shita, Rishul and Levi, is talking about when there's two exits. So then, as long as the Sefer Torah has been picked up, you waited for it to be picked up, then, yes, you're not allowed to go in front of the Sefer Torah in the same exit the Sefer Torah is leaving, but you would be allowed to leave what? If you leave from the other exit. So there's no machlokas. If only one exit, you have to wait for it to leave. That's Shmuel's halacha. If Shuban Levi's halacha is talking about where there is another exit, then all you have to do is wait for the safety to be taken up, picked up, and then you can, you know, which, and you see which exit it's going out of, you can go out the other exit. Was it taken out after the whole After davening. After davening. That's what it seems. It seems to be after davening. You're not leaving Shul if it's in the middle of davening. Right? Everyone's leaving now. They're clearing out. Right. So Amar Rava, Amar Rava. So Bar Ahina, Bar Ahina is a fellow's name. Shem Chacham says Rashi. Azberli. Before we do this, I just want to go through over here. It is a long Rashi, which I think is important to do. Lakar Aglehem Minaduchin. You see it. It's towards the top of the of the Rashi's, about five six lines down from the top of the Rashi's. Lakar Aglehem is the Aglehem is the first word on the line. All right. Yeah, All right. They said there that, that they're not allowed to right. step off the duchen until the brach of Sim Shalom is concluded. Then the Kohanim are allowed to leave. So Rashi goes through the whole order here. Yesh Lilmaid, Mikan. From here we can learn the Seder Nasir's Kapayim. This is the order of the duchening. I want to do this Rashi before, I forgot, but I want, now we can do it now. All right. Kach Ahu. This is the order. Okaragla Ba'avoido. That when the chazan starts with say, then he has to already uproot his feet. He has to start walking towards the, the duchen. And then he stands in front of the teva. You make the hirotzon when you're already up there. The lashon of the gemara is mashma. On your way there, you can make the bracha. But basically, the hirotzon we had that you make the bracha that Hashem, please make sure that the bracha that we're about to bestow the bnei yisrael with should not be a takola and not create any averus from all of the abundance that they will receive. All right. Kedel El, all right. Yehi Ratzon and Mibracha, right? Should say together. Come on. Anyway, whatever is uh, right. Now Umarich Bo, and the, the, that Yehi Ratzon, you should extend it. Achetichla Amen Min Ashal Hayda. Mean you extend it until the bracha of Maidim is over. Hatayv Shimcha Luchana Ela Haydays. You try time it so that the Amen that the Tzibur are saying. On the bracha for Maidim also is an Amen on the Yihirat zone that the Kohanim are saying. Uh, at the end of the bracha, so everybody says Amen to their so bracha. As well as, yes, correct. So therefore, Ad Shatikhla Amen Shalhoidam Ibiat Sibur. 
Veshlech tzibur koira kohanim. You see, Rashi Shita is the one who calls out kohanim is the chazan. We said different places have different minogim. Some places, it's not the chazan that does it. That's considered to be a hefsek. It is the someone from the right. No, it's only only do it in shnai yenheim. Only if you have two kohanim do you say kohanim, right? That's a halacha not everybody knows, right? When it's only one kohen and the person knows halacha, they're not saying it. And then why aren't you saying it if it's only one kohen? But im kayachidu, if it's only one kohen, ain't a kohira. Vumavzer panav me'elav, and he turns around on his own, right? Could Abai, like Abai has said, if there's only one kohen. Like Abai said, you don't call Kohanim, it's only one Kayan. Now, when the Shliach Tzibur has completed saying Kohanim, you have to wait for him to finish Kohanim, right? Then Mevarech, he makes the Brocha. He makes the Brocha. Right? So therefore, uh, and they begin the brocha of Asher Amen. And when the tzibur has finished the Amen on the brocha that is made by the Kohanim, then Amen uh, Achron. You have to. I mean, you have this guy's always like the last Amen in Shul. You have to wait for you. Everybody has to finish Amen. Then they turn around to face. The tzibur, kovavin kishrei and shall no, this is incorrect. This is talking about the last amen of sim shalom. That's what I think it's talking about. Of the uh, this, the last bracha when they turn around. Oh no no no! no I'm sorry. I'm, this is after the bracha. No, this is after the bracha of when the, when birkas kohanim is over. When Berchas Kohanim is over and Sim Shalom has started, they turn around and face the Aron. All right? I think that's what's on. Then they, they can, they, at that point, they can start folding their, uh, their hands, their, their fingers. Meaning, Raji seems to say, is the bracha after the last bracha of Shalom, Amen, they turn around and then the Sim Shalom starts. Even the Gemara's mashma, they had to say Sim Shalom first before they turn around. From Raji's mashma, they have to do it right before Sim Shalom, they can do it right already, right before Sim Shalom starts. And then they make the special Rebona Shalom that the Kohanim say on the Duchen. We did what you decreed upon us. Now you should give the blessing that you promised. And again, they extend it. They make sure that that Yihirotzon finishes when? So that Amen goes not only on the Brach, but also on the Yihirotzon that they've said. And at that point in time, that they can step off the bima and go back to their seats. Okay, let's go back to the Gemara. <coughs> uh, I'm Rabbi Rabbi Ina. I'm a Rabbi Rabbi Barahina. Really, that after Hashem alakechem teilechu. That the pasuk that that we said that you can't go before the entrance before the the Sefer Torah, which we talked about before, is because the pasuk says you have to walk. That simple shot is you have to follow Hashem's dictates. 
but he's taking it literally. You have to walk after Hashem. You should be walking behind the Sefer Torah. You should not be walking in front of the Sefer Torah. Now, so now we know what the Kahanim say. What are the people supposed to be saying? Right? What are they supposed to be saying? So Amar Abzeira, Amar Abchista, that there are brachas that the people are supposed to say as well. So we're going to see exactly when those brachas are made. But they're based on psukim. Now where are these psukim? Since the first is from Tehillim. What does it say? It says, Baruch Hashem. Uh, that bless Hashem, Allah of His angels, of those of, of great might. Number one, Baruch Hashem called Tzavav, all His hosts should bless Hashem, Ashars of those that serve Him, also Ratzon of those who do His will. Baruch Hashem called Masa of all His creations should bless Hashem, Bechama comes in all places, Ben Shaltai of His dominion. Baruch Hashem, my soul will bless Hashem. Now, that's the brachas, the three brachas that are made on normal normal uh, duchening, which usually took place every day after, during the Chazar shots of Shachris. What happens when there's a Musaf? So now, when there's a Musaf, and I believe this is the way they do it in Israel, then not only do they duchen by Shachris, by Musaf, on Shachris and by Ashkenaz, we only duchen by Musaf. Right, unless it's some uh, chesterah, we only do it by Musaf. But in I don't know what they do with Sfarim today. But in Eretz Yisrael, they do it by Shachris and they do it by Musaf by Sfarim as well. That's they do it. So therefore, they would have a different bracha. The three that the, that the correspond to the the brachas kahanim, the three psukim we just said, which is what the, the tzibur make by Musaf, they made a, a different set of, of brachas. What is the different set? So what they say, Musaf the Shabbat and Ma'anam Omrim Amrim uh, behold, bless Hashem, call Abde Hashem, all those that serve Hashem, Hashem, raise your hands in sanctity and bless Hashem, and bless Hashem from Yerushalayim, Shaykhun Yerushalayim, the one who, uh, who, who, who dwells in Yerushalayim, Hallelujah. So now, the Gemara wants to know, it's very interesting, is that the Shea Malois in, uh, in number four in the, in, in the Torah Or, you see that that is from capital. Kufnun Kuf, what is it? I can't read that. It says 134 and 135. 134, okay? And and the next one is from 135. So why are you taking two psukim from 134 and jumping to the third psukim from 135? Why not find all three from the same capital? The Gemara says like this: "V'leim anam Yevarech Hashem Itziyon." Yevarech Hashem Itziyon is part of one thirty-four. So you have another blessing that's written there: Hashem shall bless you from Tziyon. Dechsev Bahu Inyana. That is in that in that Indian. So what the Gemara basically wants to know is that um, uh, why bless Hashem, bless Hashem Itziyon, Sheikhin Yisholayim Aluka. You're jumping to one thirty-five. When you could say Hashem when you the first two are from one thirty four, why do you have to bring the third one thirty five? It's another process. So one says, I'll tell you why. So he says like this: Is that so? Again, so let's leave the question. That's in the same capital as one thirty four. So Amr Yehuda, Amr Yehuda, Bereidim Shimon and Pazi, is I'll tell you why. Because the theme of the three brachas that we say by Musaf is Klal Yisrael blessing Hashem. 
that we're appreciating that Hashem is blessing us, so we're blessing Him. So therefore, that's why we got two that we bless Hashem from 134, and the third one is we bless Hashem from 135. The Pasuk that you wanted to quote, it's true it's in 134, but that's Yivarech Hashem Etzion. Yivarech Hashem Etzion is not we blessing Hashem. What is Yivarech Hashem Etzion? He should bless us from Zion. It doesn't fit the theme. That's why we had to jump to Kapitel 135. We could not use the Pasuk from 1. 34. That's what he says. Because you've begun with blessings. There are blessings that we are making. We're blessing Hashem. We continue, we complete it with the, with the next capital with a blessing that we're blessing of Akarish Borchu, as opposed to Akarish Borchu blessing us. Alright. Now. If it's mincha on a fast day, on a regular mincha, we don't do duchening. The Gemara tells us in Tainus that we're afraid that people are going to come back for lunch inebriated. And if they're inebriated, you're not allowed to duchen. So they did not have duchening by regular mincha. But on a fast day, that wasn't a problem. Why? Because they didn't eat. Because they didn't eat. They didn't drink. So therefore, on a fast day, they would duchen. So when they do in there, what is the ex- special psukim for a fast day? Uh, and, and it's going to be the theme of it is involving uh, uh, forgiveness and, and, and kapara because that's why they fasted. So what is it like this? So my army, so Amrav Acha Bar Yaakov, Imavaneinu Anuvanu, that if our sins have spoken up but testifying against us, Hashem, Hashem, you should uh, have compassion for you. In, 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 for you in, for your name. Now, the second passage is Mikvah Yisroel. The Mikvah Yisroel, which Hashem, Mashiach, should support, should support Klai Yisroel based on the times of their distress. Why are you being like a stranger in the land? Why are you like a man that is bewildered? Like a, uh, a, a warrior that is unable to, to, to give us salvation. Hashem, we need your presence here. You need to get involved. We need you to help us. That's what we say, the psukim for uh, a tainus, right? What about Ne'ilo? Ne'ilah also there was a special Birchas Kahanim. So what is the response of Christ to all the Jewish people at that time? So Ne'ilah, the Yom Kippur of Yom Kippur. My Amr, what would they say? So Amr Mazutra, Amr Lava Matniso. Some say it's from a Brisa. Hine kichen yivarach gever yirei Hashem. So too shall the person who fears God bless. Yivarach Hashem mitzion. They will uh, 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 bless Hashem from Zion. Urebetu v'yoshalayim. And you shall see the goodness of Jerusalem. Kol yimechayecha your entire life. Urebanim levanecha. And you shall see grandchildren to your children. Your children should have children. Shalom ha'isor. There should be tranquility for the Jewish people. Okay. So that's the three brachas uh, uh, that, that we say... Uh, he, uh, the first one, Kichen Yevorach, Yevorach, will be blessed. Four brachas, if you count the, four times we do judgment. Yeah, I'm saying, but those are the three brachas that are responsive, or correspond to the three that the Gohanim make. Okay, let's go a little bit further. So now, Heichan Omran, where, okay, I know the Gohanim are saying, Aduchanim, where should the Yisroel who's doing in whatever one comes out, say these three psukim. Where should they say them? So here we have a machloik. Is they would pause 
between each bracha, the kahanim, and while that pause was going on, each one was saying, they're, they're, they're right. Now, Sheshes Amar, Baskaras Hashem. He says, no, we're going to see in the base of Migdash, they used the Shem Meforosh. So that's when they said the Shem Meforosh, the brachas were in response to the Shem Meforosh. Pligibar Rav Mari, Rav Zvid, we have Machlin Rav Mari Zvid, Chad Amar Psuka, Lekabo Psuka, that the way it worked was, there's three brachas made by, uh, by the Kohanim, there's three psukim of the Kohanim, and, and three psukim of the Israelim, one to one. They say one pasuk, we say one pasuk. They say one pasuk, we say one pasuk, they say one pasuk. That was one opinion. And some say, actually, you repeated three times all three psukim. So you had nine times, you were saying the first three psukim three times. On the one pasuk of the Kayan, the Israel said all the three psukim, and they did that three times. All right? Um, let's stop over here, gentlemen. Goyah. Oh, yeah. oh, we don't do my